it's your boy King Teeth at the King Teeth Network, and I have a very important interview this week. I have future Congresswoman Chantel Brown in the building sitting down with me, and I have two important announcements to make. One, early voting starts now, so go do that. Two, before these bugs take me out. Election, August 3rd, special election. Go vote now. I'm out of here. I'm okay, how we doing? This is uh, King Teeth, and we're back with another great interview, and we have somebody here who has uh, changed the game, I would say, um, in a lot of ways for not just the black community, but for women, uh, for uh, people of color that are looking to pursue the next level and the, the way to do it the right way. And uh, she was born in the same city, in the same city that she's willing to create opportunities in. And I think that is so powerful. Um, so I have Miss Chantel Brown uh, here today. How are you doing? Thank you, King Teeth. I'm good. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. A little nervous, but uh, <laughs> we're going to get so, past yeah, it. We'll get through it. We'll get through it together. Together. <laughs> together. And that's, uh, that's what it's about. So how are you? I'm doing good. I'm a little excited and a little nervous like you. Yes. I'm, I'm uh, running for Congress right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Taking up a lot of my time that and energy, huge. but um, it is an honor, an yes. honor to be with you today. So thank you for having me. Well, let's let's get into that because um, you just don't get to running for Congress, <laughs> um, you know, fresh out of high school. So uh, kind of take the people through uh, how you kind of get to those steps. To where you're at right now. Well, thank you for that. So I kind of got into politics in a unique way. Um, I always like to start with um, the story that I tell often, which mm -hmm. is um, what led me to my first city council meeting, and that was my neighbors. Um, my neighbors at the time were all senior citizens and all retirees, and they yeah. treated me like their very own. And what I wanted to know was where I would take them in the event of an emergency. Mm -hmm. Kind of a kind of a weird thing, but it was right after the earthquake tragedy had struck in Japan. A little bit wow. probably before okay. your time. You may remember that. Okay. What year? That was 2011. Yeah, yeah. High school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Know what was going on? Right, yeah. the was in a little right. bit. But okay, yeah. Right, right. So the same here. So right. If we have an emergency, where do we go? Yeah. And so I thought for sure the right place to get the answer would be my city council meeting, and I was right. Um, but something said, keep going to the meeting so you can learn about what's happening in your community. Wow. And so um, what I learned was things weren't great, but they weren't bad, mm -hmm. and, but they could be better. Yes. And so rather than complain, I believe in the expression, be the change you want to see. Uh -huh. And so that's what led me to run for my first office. So fast forward, I continue to go to the meetings mm -hmm. and the administration took notice and they said, if you need help out there, let us know. Mm -hmm. And um, if you've ever campaigned before, when you're knocking on people's doors, they uh, are not shy no. about pointing out issues that need to be addressed. Wow, and really? Yeah, so they're pointing out trees that needed to be trimmed, uh -huh. and sewers that needed to be cleaned, and potholes that needed yeah. to be filled, all of those things. And um, I took the administration's offer and took pictures and said, can you help this person over here? Can you help this person over here? And things started happening. Wow. So I'm feeling pretty good, right? Yeah, Fast yeah, forward, yeah. election day comes, the polls close, and I was down by six votes. Six votes? <laughs> yes, yeah, six votes. So I'm like, okay, 
I'm a child of faith. I've never been shy by my faith. Absolutely. I said, okay, I trust God's infinite wisdom. This must not be for me. Yes. And I was convinced that I might not ever run for politics again. Wow. But little did I know there were 23 provisional ballots in the race. And what a provisional ballot is for the people who yeah, don't know. Break it down. Yes. She didn't already went past my head. All right. I'm going to come back in a Yeah. Yes, so a provisional ballot is what you receive. So let's say you register to vote, mm-hmm. but you move to a new address and mm-hmm. you go to that new address and you forgot to update your registration. They want to make sure you're not trying to vote twice. Mm. Or you might get a provisional ballot. Let's say you say, I'm going to vote early, but the the ballot never shows up at your house. So when you go to vote in person, your name's not on the roll. Again, they'll give you a provisional to make sure you're not trying to vote twice. So, So there were 23 of those in my race. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's big. That's big. You only need a six. Right, right. Okay. So so things are looking good. Yes. So 11 days later, um, after they counted those 23 provisional ballots, and it's a waiting process because they want to make sure, again, that the people are indeed registered to vote Mm -hmm. um, and not trying to vote twice. And I learned I'd won by seven votes. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. And for me as a believer, that seven has been so significant because Mm -hmm. seven represents perfection, completion, and God. Mm -hmm. So I often say I do this public service work by his divine intervention, grace, mercy, and favor. So um, three years later, three years after that, I became uh, the people blessed me with a promotion, I'd like Mm -hmm. to say. I got elected to the current seat that I hold, which is a Cuyahoga County Council representative. Yeah. Um, I represent, yeah, it's big. That's so a big thing. we got uh, ten. I represent ten of the fifty-nine communities in Cuyahoga wow. County, and um, my constituency goes from the inner city to a, out, the outer ring suburbs, which means I represent some of the most impoverished to some of the most affluent, mm-hmm. and every person in between. And I think that really prepared me for what you kind of touched on in my intro, um, which. In 2017, I got elected to become the first woman mm-hmm. and the first black person mm-hmm. ever elected to lead the largest, <laughs> the largest Democratic county party in our state. And we're not the most popular, so that means a lot to me. Yeah. So to be able to deliver more votes from the precinct to the presidency mm-hmm. um, demonstrates uh, a reflection of my leadership. But I'm both humble and pleased to, to do this work. Yes, yes, that is an amazing story. Thank you. That's an amazing start. You're just getting started. That <laughs> yes. is crazy. Oh, you're so sweet to that say is that. an amazing start. That's um, that's something outstanding. You spoke on something um, that I want to touch on more: leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading some things and doing a little bit of my research going into this, and uh, a lot of people talked about your leadership growing up mm-hmm. and uh, how that uh, kind of propelled you in a lot of ways to the position you are now. So, uh, when did you know you were a leader? That's a great question. Um, So, I have to say that my parents, especially my mom, really instilled in me um, what amounted to be leadership values. Mm -hmm. Um, At an early age, um, she just really made it clear to me that you always treat people the same, regardless to their position, how they look, their gender, their Mm -hmm. race, their age, all of those things. Um, And I think that is the foundation for a leader. Um, I also kind of learned that I was a little bit different um, in in elementary school when I was always kind of nominated to be the MC for all of our programs. Uh oh, uh oh, there (laughs) it goes. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, so I and this was like you know. Second, third, fourth grade, I was always, you know, the teacher. Chantel, you're gonna Mm -hmm. MC, and so um, I didn't. I guess I didn't really realize it 
right away, but I kind of knew there's something different, yeah. you know, about me that people like and. Um, but I just, you know, you're young, so you just, you, I was kind just having fun. With, yeah, yeah, just rolling with it, so having fun. Um, but in school, I think those leadership qualities really started to develop. To develop um, in high school, I was elected class vice president. Wow! <laughs> so this, the this political thing, right? really, yeah, I love it. This I political it. thing has been going on for a long time. So yeah, but um, yeah, I think it was in school is when I, when I really learned that you know I had some leadership qualities. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so there's a there's a big thing that I talk about a lot. Uh, the difference between a leader and somebody in a position of leadership. Mm. Um, so how does somebody in a position of leadership actually show that they're a leader? So you have the role, you have the position. How do you still go out there and show the people I deserve to be in this position? I think that's a great question, first of all. I think that it starts by leading by example and mm. being a servant first. Yes. Like, you can't be a good leader until you're a good follower. Absolutely. And, and a good awesome. servant, you know? Yes. So you gotta be willing to serve. Yes. And in, in, in every leadership role that I've been blessed to have, mm -hmm. I'm never asking anyone to do anything that I'm unwilling to do. I love that. So you gotta be, you know, if you're telling people I need you to go 100, you better be going 100. Yeah. You know, if you're telling people I want you to um, clean this up, you better gotta demonstrate. I'm willing to clean this up with you. So yeah. it's just like, you know, no job or no role is too small. You just gotta be really willing to roll up your sleeves mm -hmm. and demonstrate. You know, I'm, I'm here for the task. I'm not just a person to try to boss you around and just being really available mm -hmm. to show um, people by example. I love that. That's a great mm -hmm. answer. Um, so, um, and it's kind of like my last touch on leadership, but I want to uh, kind of flow it into, uh, you know, the pandemic and uh, COVID-19. So how was your leadership tested Ooh. during that time? I know it was. I mean, immediately. <laughs> uh, but how, how did it, how did it, how was it tested? And then how did you overcome to get, you know, to the point where you're still moving forward and you're still pushing the envelope? You are coming with the, the <laughs> real serious questions. Okay, so, um, yes, the pandemic tested us in so many ways. I mean, even from the fact that we had to transition ourselves from going into the office to virtual. Yes, um, yeah. To virtual Zooms. meetings, Zooms, yeah. all the time. All the, all the time. It's nice to be face-to-face. -face. <laughs> um, it definitely is. Yeah, so that, that, uh, that put a different type of twist on leadership because we weren't able to connect physically with people. And so that, um, that interaction became extremely critical to be able to communicate with people either over the phone mm -hmm. or by Zoom. Um, but what I really like to highlight is after the tragic killing of George George Floyd, yes. um, as the leader of the Democratic County Party, I started to feel a lot of pressure to say something. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, if you if you were to check out my social media, I put out a, a like an eight minute statement. Yeah. And um, I think that that was something that needed to be heard by Absolutely. people, not just here in um, Ohio, but across the country. And part of the thing that I said in, in that um, statement was that we needed to declare racism as a public health crisis yes. and to hold our elected officials accountable. And that's including yourself. Yes, including myself. So you're putting yourself yes. in the, on the chopping block. Yep. That is that is powerful. But which you know what? It's not a. Um, it was never really like a, a fear or threat or a concern to me right. because when you're doing what you know you're called to do, mm -hmm. um, you you let the rest just unfold and happen exactly. as it will. 
So um, during that time, too, I was able to successfully declare racism as a public health crisis wow. in Cuyahoga County. And this was more than a symbolic gesture. I wanted it to be more than just words on paper. Mm -hmm. So what I um, was very intentional about was including statistical data around education, mm -hmm. um, healthcare, criminal justice, yeah. transportation, affordable housing, all the things yeah. that have had a disparate impact on our communities, yes. communities of color. And I wanted that statistical data in there for two reasons. I wanted there to be benchmarks so we know where we are, mm -hmm. so we can measure, mm -hmm. but also so my peer, my peers or colleagues or even future colleagues, long after I'm gone, have a document to reference so that they know that this legislation that mm -hmm. was passed with both Democrat and Republican support, so mm -hmm. bipartisan support, wow. unanimously, wow. so everyone voted for it, is deserving of the resources and the funding to address these issues. Yes, absolutely. So that, um, so that was huge. the biggest test. Thank you. That was wow. probably the biggest test during the pandemic because um, these are some of the most volatile and yes. challenging times in our history. Yes. And so when it comes to uh, federal government, mm -hmm. right, we need people who can actually get things done, who have had some success, success working with um, the Republicans across the aisle to get things done. Absolutely. So, and I am back. So. That's, <laughs> that's great. That's Thank great. You. I think that's amazing that you were able to do that in, in, in a really short amount of time. Um, well, I, 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 have to, I have to correct you on that. So it seems like a short amount of time, but the work actually began for me in 2016. Because, wow, yeah. okay, okay. So no, because, that makes a lot of sense, yeah, though. Right. So how long the process the, does take. It, it takes a very long, but then like the last six months look like it just yeah. sped everything up. <laughs> right, right, exactly, right. That's exactly. great, so thank you for it. No, 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 because I do think it's important for people to know that. I want yes, people to have realistic absolutely. expectations because I know a lot of times we don't really understand the intricate workings of our government. But this work actually started in 2016. We started researching infant mortality crisis. The infant wow. mortality crisis is what led to the legislation because we have third world infant mortality rates and we have first class hospitals. Yeah. And that just made no, no sense. No sense at all. So we did the research and what the research um, told us is that it's, it's, it's the results of racism, um, structural, institutional, and systemic racism, things that create toxic stress in yes. women's body that makes it very difficult for them to carry babies to full terms. So the work for me actually began October 2019 to declare racism as a public health crisis wow. and it was passed in 2020. That's amazing. <laughs> and the, the, the fact that you started with the, the infancy mm -hmm. and how it correlates with what's going on right now and today is just it's it's crazy that you put piece those together because somebody had to do it yeah. you know yes. to make it make sense yes. um so that's that's amazing uh and i do want to i want to talk about before we get out of here um your congressional seat right yes. that you're going for, I'm going for it. um that's the ohio 11. you got it um see I, i'm not i'm not too <laughs> i try to do some research here but i'm all right so you should explain that for um for the people who don't know exactly what that will mean okay so congressional seats and senate seats they're legislative seats but mm -hmm. i want to give a quick analogy so because mm -hmm. i know you you hoop a little bit yeah, yeah, all right so you know we, we ballers here right yeah, exactly so i always like to use this example so people can kind of understand how government works so mm -hmm. you got your center right that's your big guy yeah so the center is the federal government okay okay and that's the president set the lineup yeah your u.s senator and your congress members those okay. are your those are your federal people. That's okay. the center. Okay. So then you got your power forward, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
That's that's your state people. So that's the governor. Okay, yeah. That is you your um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's your governor, your state senators, your state representatives, mm-hmm. secretary of state. So that's your that's your 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 fourth level of government. Okay. Then, you, then you come down to three regional. That's mm-hmm. what I am. I'm currently a county council representative. Okay. But you got your county council, your mm-hmm. county executives, mm-hmm. your county sheriff. That's your. Those are your your small forwards. If you okay. Will. And then you got two. We the two guards, right? Two guards, right. Yes, so definitely. yeah, you know we was coming Hoopers, through with the, with the J, right? Yeah. Okay. But the two, the twos are actually your local government. Okay. So that's like your mayor, your mm-hmm. city council person, mm-hmm. um, you know those your school board members, all of the people on the local level. Okay. So then the one. That's yeah. the point guard. Yeah. That's the person who controls the game, right? Yeah. So who's the one in this analogy? I, I don't know. The voter. Wow. <laughs> so the voter is the one who really decides who the players are and what yeah. position they are in the game. That's but, crazy. Yeah, so so that's a that's an analogy that I like to use. So as it relates to the Congress person, um, we're legislators. We're the checks and balance um, in government. You remember there's the legislative branch, mm-hmm. judicial branch, and the executive branch. Mm-hmm. So we're the legislative branch. We make the laws and oversee the budget when it comes to the presidency. So okay. when we're talking about um, the COVID package, right? Yes. The big package. We all got st- stimulus checks, yes. all of that. That was approved by Congress. So okay. the president said, hey, I want to do this. And the Congress took it over and they looked at it and said, ah, yeah, nope, yes, no. And so then they kind of decide. And then the Senate also mm-hmm. votes on that. So we're the first, we're, we're two chambers of the legislative branch and we help decide which laws will be passed as well as the budget as it relates to different things that come down to our local government funding and put money in our pockets too because those stimulus uh, checks helped a lot of people. It did, it did. Help me. Help me. I was able to do a couple things. Got gas in the car. So we yes. are, yeah, that is that is very important. That's an important um, place to want to aspire to. Did you always want to go that route? So listen, I um, I didn't wake up and just decide, oh, I'm running for Congress. And I certainly am not what I, I would define as a career politician mm-hmm. looking to fulfill a lifelong fantasy. Right. This is really something that I think is the next um, logical step in what would be called a political journey, if mm-hmm. you will. I served at the city level, serving at the regional level. Mm-hmm. So I have um, 10 years of legislative experience under wow. my belt with a wide range of accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, from public we could safety. Be here for hours. We could be here for a while. Thank you. Yes, public safety, um, economic development, equity and inclusion. Yes, you know where to put the money. Yes, and I've been blessed with with a lot of folks to work with. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of credit, but the reality reality is, we need people who can work together. Yes. And that's really, that's right. That's what's really been, I think, the key to my success. I've been willing to work with other people, Mm -hmm. hear their concerns, and it's put me on a, what some people might call a a fast pace um, in the world of politics. Mm -hmm. But we have to have people that um, can collaborate, build, Mm -hmm. build consensus, and focus on the issues and do more than just make a point. Yes. We have to make a difference. Or a great speech. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I exactly. Agree. I agree Talk is cheap, right? Talk is it's it's cheap. still cheap, right? Cheap. <laughs> so we need doers. We need yes. people who know how to get things done. And I am um I'm blessed to say that I have earned that reputation over my Absolutely. over my um, tenure in politics. Absolutely. I mean I could be here all day. I can break down <laughs> so many things you talked about. But I want to hit two more points before you get out of here because okay. I know okay. you have to go. Um Okay, um, I want to talk about a little bit about um, the uh, entrepreneur. So we are in yeah. the uh, My World Studios. This is Beautiful. the lovely studios. 
Um, one of my mentors that I look up to very much, uh, she is an entrepreneur and she built this thing from the ground up. How did um, and how do you continue to help the entrepreneur? Great question. So as a person who also is a a small business owner, grossly neglected because of, <laughs> because of politics. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. But I understand the struggles. And so I think when it comes to helping other business owners, I've been a, a strong advocate and a voice at the table to make sure that we're getting our fair share, mm -hmm. especially uh, black businesses. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, this is something that I have a track record of delivering on. Um, when we got our $200 million of COVID relief funds, 30 million of those dollars are going to be utilized to reconfigure our Cuyahoga County buildings to make them COVID compliant. Okay. So what was uh, what troubled me about that though? All of the contracts were awarded to majority companies, no minority participation. Wow. And so when I learned about that, um, I'm blessed to say my colleagues gave me the opportunity to share my concerns. Mm -hmm. And um, unbeknownst to me at the time, they stopped the legislation, so it did not move forward. What? Yeah, and so they reconsidered how they were awarding those contracts. So 50 percent went to the original majority companies, mm -hmm. and the other 15 million went to minority businesses. That's amazing, yeah, so, that's crazy. So making sure that we have people in positions that will fight so we yes. get our fair share yes. is going to be um, critical in this, uh, in this um, new administration. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that this new administration is actually looking at things through a lens of equality, yes. and equity, and inclusion. And so when it comes to these things, we will be able to have a voice and work with them to make sure that not only that we have the resources, because the tools are only as good as its users. So we have to yeah. make sure that when we get these tools, we have people in place that can assist us the with, right people, the, yes. yeah, can assist us with getting the, utilizing them in the best way. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. That is that's amazing that you're in the room. Yeah, if you're not in the room, you can't have a say. That's right. Um, so That's just right. being in the room is amazing. And then actually voicing your opinion in a way where it shifts the mind. I mean, that's that's revolutionary, you know. Um, and I think that's definitely something that um, people as myself and people who are looking to have a voice definitely can aspire to um, want to be around just the energy, the the thought process and how you get things done because it's it, like you said like we said you can talk all you want but you're, if you're not getting anything done or if you're not saying anything that's going to move anybody you kind of need to be quiet <laughs> right and i mean you know be, you know you can be loud and as aggressive as you want outside but it's not it depends on the yeah. people who it, count, it matters important the people who are in the room like you said sitting at the table to set the menu mm -hmm. but the the other thing is we have to have people it's not enough to just be in the room, you know, because yeah. sometimes we, you know, some folks are in the room and they just like, say that. you yeah. know, so we, we have to be willing to use our voice and too mm -hmm. often um, public servants, people who call themselves or should be public servants, mm -hmm. um, aren't fulfilling that role. They're really more interested in their personal agendas yeah. rather than helping the people. And because I know how important it is to leave a legacy of productivity mm -hmm. and make sure that wherever I come is better than I found it, yes. I'm going to always speak up. And if it costs me my seat at the end of the day, mm -hmm. then I know I did the right thing. Absolutely. As long Absolutely. as I know I did the right thing, then I'm good. Absolutely. So I want to um, specifically the seat. Uh, the primary is August third, twenty twenty one, and then the general election is November second. So this is a special election, it right? It is a special election um, because of Miss Marshall Fudge yes. um, moving moving up. Yes. Um, 
with the uh, with the President Biden um, group and uh, with with you being a uh, a person who has a relationship with her. Yeah. How did that help? Um, you make your decision to actually run. Oh my goodness. So she's been both a mentor and a friend to me. Absolutely. That's no secret. She um, she actually tapped me on the shoulder. I think it was in 2017, maybe 18. But she invited me, and this is a, you can only come by invitation, to be a part of the Congressional Black Caucus um, Institute, wow. which is a week-long um, really kind of training academy mm -hmm. to prepare you to either become a congresswoman mm -hmm. or to help some person be a congress member, if you will. Wow. And so um, I got that invitation. So clearly she saw something in me um, to prepare me for yeah. this day. So um, it wasn't something that I aspired to, which is grateful for the privilege. And um, and the thing that she's always instilled in me is that if you stick with the people, then the people will stick with you. Wow. And so, that's huge. That's <laughs> so a big yeah. one right yes, there. Yes, that's yes, yes. That's a gem. That's definitely yeah. a gem. Um, and I'm 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 gonna finish up. I, I got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just got so many questions now. Okay. okay. Um, but okay, my last couple. Um, how do you maintain a relationship such as that one? Um, and just in general with your team, um, with the people, how do you build and and, and keep a relationship going? It's so it's so now as your as your responsibilities grow and your territory grows and he does I will admit it gets increasingly hard but I think your dad can attest to this because he's known me a long time mm -hmm. but just maintaining when you see people you you I mean for me it's like just going back to when we first met when yes. I was working in radio yes. but always always just trying to you know keep a positive connection we don't have to talk every day or mm -hmm. even every week but just when being there for people when they need you the most yeah I think that. That is, um, I think that is especially important in maintaining these relationships and just the occasional check-in. Hey, mm -hmm. what's up? How you doing? Mm -hmm. You good? Yeah. You know, like I said, we don't have to talk every day, but a, a, a quick text like, hey, you good? Or, goes you know, a goes way. a long way, Absolutely. especially in our world, because Absolutely. it just kind of lets people know that you're, you're thinking about them, mm -hmm. um, especially as it relates to elected office, most of the calls you get, people need something or want something for you. So it's, it's a blessing yeah. to be able to get a text that's just like, hey, just checking on you like, Ooh. oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I love that. So yeah, so just, just keeping the lines of communication open and just um, being being there for people when you, when they need you the most. I think that is, um, I think that's the key to maintaining a good relationship. That's amazing. Okay, last one. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Um, <laughs> social media. How um, how big has that been um, in the pandemic, before the pandemic, um, to building that relationship, building the the uh, the platform to be able to speak to the people quicker? King T, listen, huh? I can use your help, brother. Y'all like, be on this social media nonstop, it, like. It, yes. So it's getting past me. Huh? It's 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 but it's, it's I, I like it though. I like it because it does give you an opportunity to connect with people that you may not ever have yeah. had the opportunity to. So it is such a blessing. Um, but it is it is it's another part of the job that yeah. you know is a big responsibility. Um, the one thing that I that I really have been um, careful about as an elected official is just making sure when it comes to elected elected things. That you know, people know you can still call me on the phone in mm -hmm. the office, or you can send me an email to the job because those are really 
the platforms that will be most advantageous to mm -hmm. getting things done. Because I don't check my social media as <laughs> regularly as some people do. Yeah. And so I am guilty. Somebody like, I, I sent you a message on Facebook and I'll be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so as an elected official, because um, I don't, because that's the other thing with everything that we do, I just don't want to get caught up because you can, you know, you can go down, go down the social media lane and be on social media for hours. Yes. And I think, you know, you like, Oh it's man, yeah, exactly. So, I so with all, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so with all the things that I have to do, it requires a lot of discipline. But I also appreciate the medium to be able to con, um, to to share my messages, mm -hmm. to share things with people who are interested in the campaign. It's been fantastic for that pre and post pandemic, but especially post pandemic. So, any um, tips you can share with me on how to maintain this uh, social media platform? We'll have a and okay, all right, um, y'all heard them. <laughs> Okay. Right. Okay, I got you. Uh, look, people. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, anyway, um, last question. My last question uh, will be um, uh, specifically um, the history you have made, um, the history you're, you're going to make, uh, and the continued ambitions you have. Um, what could you tell um, a young, uh, ambitious um, young black woman uh, that? can inspire them to keep going when things aren't um, always looking up. Um, yeah. The rainy days, almost. Yeah, yeah. so um, for my sisters and anybody, really, I think, you know, we, we're going to have down times. We're going to, but you will not stay down. And it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Like, we have to have someone or something, and for me, it's my faith, mm -hmm. that keeps us encouraged, especially um, when you get those dark days or or in dark moments because mm -hmm. they, they don't last long for they me because I will I will I will throw on some Cardi B. <laughs> oh, then. Okay. Or I might or some Korean. It just depends oh, on wow. the day, you know. Right. It just depends on the day. It depends on the mood. Yeah. But something to lift my spirit and kind of get me out of um, get me out of a space where I'm kind of feeling a little bit dejected or down mm -hmm. because this work is hard yeah it is very hard and it can be very challenging and and everybody does not always love you and, and you have to have thick skin because very. it is um you have to make sure that you're doing this for the right reasons mm -hmm. you're doing if you're doing this to self-promote mm -hmm. if you're doing this to um elevate your profile then it's going to be increasingly hard but if you're doing this for the right reasons then you kind of snap out of it and re realize that I have a lot of people depending on yeah. me. Yeah. And so that, for me, keeps me going because I know that I have a lot of people depending on me. Wow. And so I can't um, I can't wallow in self-pity. Nope. I can't stay down. I got too much work to do. Yeah. And so that is what um, keeps me motivated. So what motivates you um, is going to be essential yes. to how you handle those um, difficult times. Well, this was... <laughs> Amazing, Chantel Brown. Thank you. Um, thank you thank for sitting down. Um, this is amazing. We're out of here.